1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: Give your heart, your life, your difficulties, your big problems, your little problems, give them to the Lord, and He can design something beautiful around it And give it back to you Someone said, hey, things are better now than they were before Why did I ever complain? God can do that
1: Welcome to The Healing Word A radio ministry of the Largo Community Church Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message That will grow your faith in God And lead you to a closer walk with Jesus
2: in Galatians chapter five, verse 22, there are nine virtues of the spirit, manifestations of the spirit, um, fruits of the spirit. I'm going to read them again. but the fruit of the spirit, the manifestation of the spirit uh, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness and goodness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are nine of them there. I'm not going to address all nine of them today, but I'm going to focus our attention on one, and that is patience. And the way we receive patience is the way we receive all of the gifts of the Spirit, these blessings of the Spirit. Now, these nine gifts of the Spirit, that means if they are the fruit of the Spirit. If Jesus is in me, my life is now like a tree. Uh, and I'm going to bear the fruit of the strength that is within me. And if I'm an apple tree, I'm going to bear the strength of an apple tree, and I'm going to bear forth apples. Uh, so uh, if I'm a peach tree, it's the same thing, I'll bring forth. But if I'm a Christian, I'm going to bring forth love. It's just going to happen. There's no question about that. If if it isn't there, then I'm not a Christian, Period. No gray matter at all, whatsoever. I'm going to bring forth joy if I'm a follower of Jesus and abiding in Christ. I'm going to bring forth uh, all of these fruits, and I'm certainly going to bring forth patience. Now, I'm going to first define patience. What is patience? What do you think it might be? uh, It's not just waiting around. (laughs) Twiddling your thumbs. Tapping your feet. (laughs) Uh, It's it's not that at all. Here's the definition of patience. Patience is the ability to accept delay and disappointment graciously. Patience is to remain steadfast under pressure. Patience is the calm endurance knowing that God is in control. Have you ever said, why did this happen to me? I don't like what's happened to me. Patience, graciously accepting, holding firm, under pressure, and if you have Jesus, that's exactly how you're going to act and behave. And if you don't have Jesus, calm endurance, knowing that God is in control. Oh, I I wish, and I, I, I'm, I must be the first uh, to confess, I think. And I said this on the radio, on WAVA on Friday. I said it again on uh, Radio 1 on Friday, four times on Radio 1, four times on WAVA, that I, your pastor, is an impatient man. So I was learning something myself, and I thought, well, maybe the congregation would like to learn what I'm in the process of learning. So this is what I'm learning. Let's learn it together. Patience. There was a lady that had a beautiful handkerchief, and uh, it was a very sentimental, uh, sentimental value, and she spilled ink on it. Remember the little ink wells we used to have to dip in? She spilled ink on it, and try as she will, she just could not get that stain out. So she had this friend who was an artist, and she drove off to where the artist was and gave it to the artist and said, can you do anything with this, this ink stain, this ink spot?" And then she went home and in a few days later she got a little package in the mail. She opened it up and she couldn't believe her eyes. That artist had taken that handkerchief and that ink splot and used that ink spot as a base to draw a beautiful design out around it. And that handkerchief was more beautiful and more valuable than ever before. Now, friends, sometimes things happen to us. And things continue to happen to us. And some of these things can be big things. Some can be little things. Some can even be a tragic thing. And, and it puts a stain on our life. And, and we feel like we're never the same again. And, but if we give that to God... God can take it. He can take it. Sometimes tragedies come, but they're opportunities. If we give those tragedies to God, they're opportunities for God to do something beautiful. See, God can't do anything until we give it to Him, and He's the master artist, like the lady took the handkerchief. She couldn't get that stain out of that handkerchief, no more than you could get the stain or sin out of your life or my life. And she took that stained handkerchief and she gave it to the artist. Now, I want to talk about the master artist. He designed this whole universe and all the starry heavens. And he can take an individual life that is broken and confusion and strife and whatever else is there, and he can make something beautiful. Now, he can do it and only he can do it. I just cannot get the stain out of mine life. But He can and He will. He's our God. Uh, God designs. We need to be pas- patient when hurts come over which we have no control. We just have no control. We, we want to control everything and everybody. Don't we? We, we, we just want it that way. And when it's not done that way, wrong. But we need to be patient with those hurts over which we have no control and give them to God. Now, patience is difficult to develop. I'm not going to kid you on that Whether you already know that. It's difficult to develop because, number one, I'm going to give you three reasons why it's so difficult to develop. It's contrary to human nature to be patient. It's just not part of human nature. We're not born with it. Take that little baby. It wakes up in the middle of the night. It's hungry. It needs its tidy changed. That little baby doesn't think, well, look, mommy and daddy are sleeping. <laughs> They've got to get up so early in the morning and go back to work. I could just hold out for a few more hours. You not. we're not born with patience. It just isn't there. We want attention now. Right now. Well, the little boy gets to become a child. Now he's four years old. Four years have passed. He's had four years to talk to his mother and daddy and other people, and to have some little tiny boyish children trials and see how his patience has developed. He's on his way to, a, with his mother in the car. They're driving along, and he he speaks up and he says, "Are we there yet?" Have <laughs> you heard that one? Are we there yet? He just kept asking his mother, are we there yet? Finally, she became irritated with this little four-year-old son of hers. She turned to him and she says, when we get there, we'll be there. She said, it's going to take another 90 miles before we get there. The little boy was silent for a moment. and He said, will I still be four years old when we get there? <laughs> Patience. Patience. <laughs> Now, here's the one that I really like. We know how impatient the baby is. We know how impatient children are. But now we're grown up. We've had all of these years. This man pulls up to a stoplight, the traffic light. His car stalled. And he tried to get that thing started. He did everything he knew how to get that car started. And there was a chorus of horns honking behind him. And that just made everything even worse. So he gets out of the car, he goes back to the car behind him, and he said, sir, I've done everything I know to do to get that car started. He said, would you mind going up and seeing what you could do? And he said, uh, to get it going, and I'll stay behind and honk the horn. <laughs> patience. <laughs> when my patience runs out. <laughs> so it's not part of human nature. We, we just don't have it within us we don't have it, and we can't produce it in ourselves. Third, secondly, it's contrary to culture. I've ministered in past years in third world countries, and they are so laid back, I, and I enjoyed going over there. Now, when I would go to Asia, to South America, to Africa, to these countries, I would work hard. I would teach In the seminary for hours, I would counsel pastors. I would work hard. But because of the relaxed atmosphere, I would come back physically tired. But mentally, I felt like I was on a vacation. They're just so laid back. But but we're not like that here in America. Not at all. We're just not that way at all. Um, There's a church in Florida. Really. They advertise a worship service every Sunday morning, a 22-minute worship service. They advertise that we'll get you in and get you out in 22 minutes with an eight-minute sermon. Now, now don't get your hopes up. (laughs) So it's not part of human nature. It's not part of our culture. And it's erroneous thinking. Most Americans think uh, that the type A personality is the person who, who really goes forward and charges ahead. And, and uh, like one person said, well, I'd rather be impatient and get things done. And we admire that person. And so impatience has now become a virtue. And Jesus says, on the contrary, impatience is unchristlike. It's not like Jesus, and yet we hold it up as something beautiful and something wonderful. Now, i now to the meat of the sermon. How do you develop patience? How do you do that? Well, some of us better get with it quickly because we don't have that many more years to develop it. <laughs> when are we going to get there? Well, we need to abide in Christ. Say those words, abide in Christ. Now look at the screen and read this passage. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. And you know when you get a branch cut off from the the main vine it's going to wither and it's going to die we just don't have it in ourselves he is the vine and we are the branches i think of that that little baby you see patience is jesus love is jesus joy is jesus peace is jesus and jesus says i give my my joy i give unto you my peace i give unto you And so it is with all of the fruits of the Spirit. It comes from Jesus. That's where it comes from. It comes out of Jesus into us. It's like the mother that is nursing this little baby. And this little baby is being nursed. And that little baby usually will have its eyes right directed into its mother's eyes. We're talking about focusing on Jesus. That little baby is being, being nursed. And it's looks at his mother, and the mother looks at it, and it just suckles away and looks in its mother's eyes. Now, it's something in the mother that is coming from her and going into the baby. The baby doesn't have the nourishment. The baby can't produce the nourishment. Without the contact with the mother, that baby's going to die. If that's the way that the mother has decided to nurture her child, Uh, by breastfeeding. And so the mother produces the strength. The mother produces the nourishment. Jesus said, it's within me. It's my peace. It comes out of me into you. It's joy in me. It comes out of me into you. It's patience in me. It comes out of me into you. So the mother is nurturing that baby. And that baby now becomes strong. And now it's six months. And now it gets older. Now it grows up. Now it's a man. Now it's a woman. But it all started with something coming from the mother. Now that's Christianity. Friend, you can't strain or produce love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, long-suffering. You just can't do it. But you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. In other words, you've got to pray daily. You've got to read the Word daily. You've got to keep looking into the nurturing eyes of Jesus as he takes from himself and he gives to you you have to abide in Christ you can't you know well you know I'll catch up on my bible reading I'll I'll catch up on my praying no you won't no it doesn't happen that way the mother can't say well you know I'll put the baby down and I'll catch up I'll, I'll I'll feed it twice the amount when I get home tonight no, it doesn't work that way. You have to abide. Friend, am I making any sense this morning? Amen. This is how it works. Then there is self-discipline. We've got to put our mind into this thing. We've got to be transparent. We've got to be critical of ourselves. The scripture says, judgment must first begin in the house of the Lord. It means this, that each Christian in the house of the Lord has to judge herself or himself himself. How focused am I on Jesus? Come on, own up to it and say, you know, I'm a hit and miss, but I'm going to change. I'm going to stay focused, and I'm going to draw on the Lord. I'm going to do that. Now, I'm going to self-discipline myself by staying focused. You see, God's not going to reach up and grab you by the back of the neck and say, get on your knees and pray. (laughs) It's your prayer time. Why are you standing there? No, he's not going to shove a Bible in your face. Pastor, you don't know how much time I have. I don't have any time. Well, then you're a weak Christian. You don't prioritize the Christian religion, the Christian faith, a relationship with Jesus. You say, well, he'll understand. He'll understand, but you'll wither and die in the meantime. You have to you have to be self-disciplined. And we're not very self-disciplined, are we? You ever come up to a four-way stop? <laughs> it's your turn to go. And that guy over there... <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I must be talking to people who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or you're in the checkout line and this person gets right... I was in front of you. I was next. Joe, Joe what, up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the minister, Joe, something, he came down here for men's fellowship. Garlington, Garlington Joe Garlington, tells the story. He pastors this great church in Pittsburgh. He said uh, he wears a, sometimes a clerical collar. And he said he had it on, and he didn't realize he had it on. <laughs> and he, he went to the uh, Christian bookstore. He was right here in this church and told it to our men's fellowship. He went to the Christian bookstore and he was saw this empty space and he was just about to pull the car in and somebody <laughs> went in and took his spot. I think he even had the turn signal on. Ooh. he got out of the car, walked over, hit on that man's window, bum, 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 bum. Roll it down, roll it down. He said, You knew, you knew I was gonna pull in there. I would and and he forgot he had that collar on the man <laughs> The man looked up and said, well, well Father? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes we just would rather know that, uh, not know that we're a Christian, right? <laughs> I'm something else. <laughs> it, it's there. I remember a number of years ago, I was in line to get on a bus. And I was the head of the line, and it was a long bus trip. And, uh, well, just a few hours. And I wanted to be on that front seat. Well, because I was the head of the line, it just happened. I thought, oh, man, I got the front seat. I look out that window and just look at the scenery. Uh, We were up in Canada, Alaska. And uh, when they called for us, we were in a building. They called for us to go to the bus. And we started for the bus. The man that was behind me, that was so kind and so nice and and talked so sweet... That man literally ran out of front of me, ran down across that parking lot and jumped on that bus and took that front seat. (laughs) Now, I had had a good vacation up until that moment. But I fumed, fumed and fussed all the way. It just ruined everything. So I needed to. I really do. You pray for me. But let us pray for each other. And let us pray to Him. And keep our focus on Him. Because he loves us, he cares for us, and he'll make life so much more sweet and bearable for us. You know, there's an old saying, and I don't know how old it is, but it says, don't sweat the small stuff. I mean, when that person gets in front of you, you just didn't look over it. And with the power of Jesus, it can be done. But when we get our eyes off of Jesus and we see what has been done to us, like I saw, I was more focused on that man getting in front of me than I was on the Lord Jesus I, I never testified to that guy all the way home. I, I I wouldn't have told him that I was a Christian. I I felt real bad about everything that had happened on that on that trip. But when the big but then there are the the, the small frustrations that come. We'll just put them in God's hands and and just let them go and and put it in the Lord's hand. But then there comes those big things. We maybe we can sweat the small stuff. But sometimes there's a big thing comes, like a doctor will tell you that you have a serious illness. Or you lose your job. Or a lady comes to me with these children some months ago. She said, my husband walked out on me and left me with these children. And I only have my little income and I can't make it on my income. You know, there's some big things that are, that are happening. Now, friends, if you have your eyes on Jesus and things happen that you don't understand and you don't even like, wouldn't it be wonderful to have the strength to say, this must be the will of God. This is an ink spot on my life. I wish I could get it out and wish I could change it, but I can't. But I'm going to give it over to the master designer, and he's going to take something beautiful, something of confusion, something of brokenness, and he's going to make something beautiful out of it. Friend, God can do so much more for us than what we allow him to do. The lady had to give her handkerchief to the artist, and then he set it back with a beautiful design. Give your heart, your life, your difficulties, your big problems, your little problems, give them to the Lord, and he can design something beautiful around it, and give it back to you. Someone said, Man, hey, things are better now than they were before. Why did I ever complain? God can do that. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, give your heart to the Lord today. Begin focusing on Him. Drawing strength from Him. He'll take away your sins. He'll give you strength to live life. There's going to be difficulties. Some big things to sweat. Some little tra- big tragedies that are going to come along, but your life will be great. It'll be more beautiful than you ever dreamed possible. Give your heart to Jesus today. And Christian, there might be an ink spot somewhere. Something has just messed things up. Something ugly has taken place. Don't try to fix it. Just let God control it. Put God in control of it. Watch what happens. Watch what he gives back. All right, let's bow and pray.
1: Do you desire a closer relationship with Jesus Christ through the hearing and application of His Word in your life? Go to thehealingword.com and click Resources, and there you'll find a trove of messages on living the Christian life. And remember, all of our resources are offered free of charge, which is our gift to you. And if you're blessed, bless us with your gift to the Healing Word Minister. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now. At thehealingword.com. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.